0: Uh, again, it's good to see you this morning. If you have your Bible, and I pray that you do, turn with me to Ephesians chapter six. That's where we're going to get started this morning. That's we won't stay there, uh, but we want to get started in Ephesians chapter six. And uh, I don't know about you. Have you ever had periods in your life where you just feel a little weak? Yeah. All the guys are like, "I'm never weak." <laughs> you might be weak, but I'm not weak. Well, congratulations, you're a liar. You ever been weak? Anybody admit that they've had times where they feel a little weak spiritually? You ever felt weak physically? Man, it's a crazy thing getting older. It really is a crazy thing because, see, in my mind, I still think I'm 20 or 22. But my almost 55-year-old body tells me I'm not. I'm not real sure what the, con- com- the the contradiction is or what the problem is, but sometimes, man, I just uh, man, I want to go and I want to go and I want to go. And if any of you know me from the past, you know I used to be able to, you know. In fact, m- my mother-in-law said yesterday I was saying, uh, you know, I used to be able to do this. I used to be able to do this. And my mother-in-law said, "Well, used to be's be dead and gone." <laughs> I said, "Thank you, mom." Thank you. Used to be he's dead and gone. He don't live here no more. Well, that's the way it is with all of us. And the reality is uh, I want you to know by the authority of the Word of God that we can be strong. Well, six or seven of you believe it. I hope that before we leave this room today and those that are in the lobby listening, I hope you get charged up because I believe that we can be strong. Do you know that people in Haiti can be strong this morning? People in Afghanistan can be strong this morning. People in the Northeast facing this tropical storm can be strong this morning. Not because I said so, but because God says so. Woo, I get fired up already. Man, you got a haircut over there. My friend, so did I. I cut my own last night, saved $15. Look at me saving money. I'm going to get my gold star from my wife later on. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 6. Look at, what, look at what the Bible says God has to say, beginning in verse number 10. I'm excited about this morning's message, amen? And I pray that we'll be excited to hear what God has to say. Look at verse number 10. The Apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says, Finally, my brethren... He says, finally, my brethren, he says, I've talked to you about a lot of things. He says, I've shared a lot of things. I've shared the fact that that you're headed for heaven and you can't help it. I've shared with you that we are uh, Christ's workmanship. I've shared with you the call to be uh, walking worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called. I've told you to walk as children of light. I've told you to walk in love. I've told you, dad what to do. I've told you, children what to do. And he says, finally, he gets here in verse number 10. He says, finally, my brethren be strong in the Lord he says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might he says put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles and the methods of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood some of us need to underline that in our Bible listen social media will get you off track if you let it we don't wrestle against flesh and blood quit fighting with flesh and blood We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but here it is, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, Paul says, take unto the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. In case you haven't noticed, we're in a war in 2021. Do you know we're in the same war that we were in in 2020? We're in the same war that we were in in 2019 and 2018 and keep on rolling the clock back. We are in a war and it rages day in and day out against the souls of men and women and boys and girls. And yes, I said men and women and boys and girls. I hope that doesn't offend you. Because male and female, He created them. That's a different message. In 2 Timothy 2 and verse number 3, see, the war is real. The war is real. But in 2 Timothy 2 and verse number 3, Paul said to young Timothy, he said, listen, he said, you're going to come up against some things. He says, but you need to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Oh, listen, whether we've ever taken time to consider it, listen, we have and we will in the days ahead suffer affliction. And yes, you will face some form of persecution. But you ought to be saying thank you to Jesus this morning because you live in the United States of America. The persecution that we are facing today is minuscule compared to the persecution that martyrs are facing all around the world today. And we're worried about uh, what we're going to have for lunch after Pastor Greg is done. Listen, we can be strong in the Lord no matter what we face. And this battle rages and it rages against our hearts and our lives. In fact, Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 17, he says, for the flesh, the flesh lusts after the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And he said, these two are contrary one to the other. And that word contrary means that the flesh and the spirit are adversaries. They don't like one another. Why? Because my flesh says, I want what I want now and I'm going to get what I want right now. And the spirit of God is saying, maybe you need to pump the brakes, sir. Man, maybe you need to pump the brakes. There's always this conflict going on between the flesh and the spirit. And some people, it's crazy to me, but some people actually believe that once they repent of their sins, they place their faith in Jesus Christ, that all their troubles, all of their struggles, all of their pains simply just go away. Can I tell you as lovingly as I can, that's not true. You're going to have struggles You're going to have pain. You're going to have problems in this life. Until we see Jesus, listen, the world, the flesh, and the devil, they're on the attack. The world attacks. The flesh attacks. And that roaring lion that walks about seeking whom he may devour, it continually attacks us. But look at our opening text. Because in verse number 6, it's amazing. The apostle Paul says, be strong. He says, be strong. He's not talking about physical strength because I think about physical strength and stature and stamina. If that were the key to success, then what happened with Samson? If being physically strong, if having stamina and and on and on were the secret to our success, then what happened with with Samson? Oh, you say, well, Pastor Greg, you know, the... The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know, I'm just uh, intellectually higher than you, and I see things from a higher plane than you. And, you know, I've really been considering your messages and your teaching, and you're really not that theological. (laughs) You're right. I try to keep the cookies on the shelf where everybody can get some, because I like cookies. I'm a high thinker, Pastor Greg. Well, congratulations. So was Solomon. How'd that work out for him at the end of his life? Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. See, our, our, our secret to success is not being intellectually smart. It's not being physically smart. It's or strong. It's not any of those things. But Paul says, be strong. And what did he say, be strong in? I start dancing up here. Be strong in the Lord. Oh, listen. We must be strong in the Lord and we need to and we can be strong in the Lord and in the strength that only He provides. I think about Noah. You remember Noah? God gives Noah a warning to do what? He was strong. Because a lot of naysayers were telling Noah, what in the world do you think you're doing? But he exercised some strength. I think about Abraham, how he showed strength in Genesis chapter 22. God said, hey, take Isaac. He said, you know, he said, I got a little thing I want you to do with Isaac. You know what God God worked in his life. He showed, showed himself to be strong. Hebrews chapter 11, we're reminded that Moses uh, demonstrated godly strength when he chose to be afflicted with the people of God rather than, to living, rather than living as an heir to an empty throne. By the way, I would say that you and I need to beware of the lunacy of being an heir to an empty throne. There are a lot of people building thrones for themselves. We need to get off the throne and let Jesus be on the throne. Amen. You want to be strong, let Jesus be on the throne. I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3. You know, they, they wouldn't bow down to the golden image. You know what happened. You know the rest of the story. But God worked in their lives, and they were able to be strong in the midst of the confrontation. I think about Daniel three chapters later. You know, they told Daniel, don't be praying. Don't be praying around here no more, no more. And you know what Daniel did? He opened up the window and said, guess what? I'm going to keep doing what I've always done, and I'm going to pray to the God of heaven. And guess what? He found himself in the lion's den, but God strengthened him through it all. Brought him through it. Think about the apostles, you know? They went and they were preaching the gospel of the kingdom and they were arrested. And, and the leaders, the, the Jewish leaders said, hey, listen, <laughs> we really can't charge you anything. He said, but listen, don't go out of here and preach the gospel anymore. And you know what they did? They went out and they preached the gospel. God strengthened them to preach the gospel. And we could go on and on. And you know, sometimes it didn't always work out for good. I was thinking this morning about Stephen. Anybody know what Stephen was? Stephen was martyred for his faith. But you know, it was God who strengthened him in that moment. I think about others down through the corridors of time who have given their life for the cause of Jesus Christ Oh, listen, we can be strong. Oh, yes, we can. In every instance, God's strength is what enables us to do anything. Listen, without Him, we can do nothing. No matter what we face, as long as our strength is in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to be good to go. Turn with me over to Joshua chapter 1. I want you to see uh, some points from Joshua chapter 1. And as you're turning, you'll remember uh, here in Joshua chapter 1 that... um, that uh, Moses has passed away. And so now God is speaking to, he's communicating with, he's commissioning Joshua, if you please, in this text. And we're going to see what God tells Joshua here in chapter 1. Notice with me, beginning in verse number 1. Are you there? Are you there? Amen. If you're not, we got it on the screen for you. Amen. (laughs) You can cheat and look up. Look at verse number 1. And the Bible says now after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun, Moses minister, saying, Moses my servant. By the way that title my servant was a title of high esteem from God. If God says my servant Christa or my servant Kay or my servant Linda, right, and he calls us his servant, that's, that's a position of honor to be the servant of God. And so look at verse 2. It says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, and even the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river of Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast." There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, Excuse me, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only thou be strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do all to according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Look at verse 9. Have not I commanded thee, question mark, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Man, what an amazing short passage of Scripture, but some great things going on. And I don't know about you, but I can't even begin to imagine leading after Moses. Uh, Moses is dead. You're, you're the new leader. Uh, whoa, God, time out well, you want me to lead this people? I mean, God, uh, Moses talked with you through a burning bush. I mean, Moses was blessed, God. He talked with you through a burning bush. Uh, I mean, God, you used Moses to accomplish some great things. God, you used Moses to lead the children out of Egypt. God, you did some big things. But guess what? Yes, God blessed Moses, but Moses also had to endure. He was burdened by some things as well. You remember as soon as they got out of Egypt, the people murmured and complained all the time. They were wanting what they couldn't have and didn't appreciate what they did have. They chose to worship a golden calf. They, they lived out in the wilderness for how long? Forty years. Why? Why did they live in the wilderness for 40 years? Anybody? Disobedience. Disobedience what else? I hear little, little murmurings. Fear and unbelief. They had no faith. God had already showed them the promised land. He had already told them men to go in, and they were well able to take care of it. In fact, if you look back in Numbers chapter 13 and 14 one of the two spies that went into the land was who? Joshua. And Joshua was one of the two that said, we are well able to go into that land, right? It was a land that floweth with milk and honey. Man, they came back with the grapes of Eshol, and they were like, oh, we, oh, oh. They had all the beautiful things out of the land, and they're like showing the people, and the people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but... There are all these people that are big in there. We're like grasshoppers compared to them. they are giants in the land. We can't do it. And Joshua and Caleb, they said, no, 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 no. Let's go. We can do it. But because of fear and unbelief, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And so it's amazing to me when I get to Joshua chapter 1 that God is reminding the only one who was strong, the only one who was courageous to be strong and to be courageous over and over and over again. Do you think that it's important that you and I be reminded to be strong? Each and every day, I think we need to be reminded that we can be strong, that we can be overcomers. So let's take a closer look at this passage and see how we too can be strong and profit from what the the Scriptures are saying here in Joshua chapter 1. If you're a note-taker, number one, we can be strong by standing on the promises of God. Amen? Amen. Say amen again. Phew, that's good. Just remember what you said amen to. We can be strong by standing on the promises of God. Listen, the world doesn't like God. Don't expect them to get excited because you say you're going to stand on the promises of God. They're not going to cheer you on. But I guarantee you, there's a whole host that's cheering you on this morning. There's a great cloud of witnesses cheering you on and cheering me on this morning. They say, you can do it. You can do it. Look at verse 2. Just as we walk through, we can stand on the promises. Because in verse 2, God tells Joshua, he says, I'm calling you. The reality is, as believers, God is calling you and me as well. In verse number 3, look back at it. He says, every place that the soil your foot shall tread upon, I've given it to you. He says, listen, everywhere you go in the land of Canaan, I'm giving it to you. Every place your foot touches, are you kidding me? God says, wherever you go, I'm giving it to you. This is his promise. In verse number five, you think about it, God says, just as I was. Look, he says, "Just." there's no man that's gonna be able to stand before thee. He said, just as I was with Moses, I'm gonna be with you. He says, I'm not gonna leave you high and dry. And then in verse number six, seven, and nine, he says, be strong and of good courage. In verse six, verse seven, only be thou strong and very courageous. Verse number nine, be strong and of good courage. Oh man, like Joshua, If you and I hope to accomplish whatever it is that God has for us, by the way, He has different things for different people. If you hope to accomplish what God has planned and in store for you, then guess what? You're going to need to be strong and courageous. There are going to be some times that you're going to have to exercise courage, Dad. No dad said amen. That's a symptom of 2021. You're going to have to exercise some courage sometime, Dad. You're going to have to say no to your children sometime, Dad. You're going to have to say no to what the world offers sometimes, Dad. Mom, you're going to have to be courageous too because you got to put up with Dad. All the ladies are like, yeah, that's right. Uh Uh i got to put up with this man. (laughs) Hey, young people, let me love on you. You're going to have to be courageous. Because the junk that this world's throwing at you, they didn't throw at me. My wife and I were talking about it. Parents, just hang on with me. This won't cost you anything. When I went to school, we used to have this thing called smoking block. Anybody remember that? I knew y'all were out there in the smoking block. That's where if you were in high school and you wanted to take a puff of uh, the old... Wacky tobacco down there, whatever it is. Not the wacky tobacco the, you know. Well, some of y'all might have been doing that too. I know some of y'all came through the 70s. You barely made it, right? That's a different message too, man. We got a lot of messages going on up here. You know, there was a smoking block. But do you know that today they don't need smoking blocks? Because they got these little things that look like USB drives called vapors. Vapes. Sorry, don't walk away from here and say, Pastor didn't even know the name of it. He called them vapors. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. They got vape. They got the CBD. They got the kratom. They got all these things. Oh, yeah. By the way, moms and dad, you better wake up because they got these CBD gummies. They got the bad stuff in them. And they look like they're little candies. And the only way you can tell that they got bad stuff is to look at them. Ask some of our law enforcement officers all the stuff that's going on today. So listen, young people, I want to love on you. You need some courage. You're going to need some courage to tell those people, listen, I don't need your vape. I don't need your CBD. I don't need your whatever it is you're you're selling. I'm a child of God and I'm protecting this body that God has given me, right? Are we going to agree with that or not? See, we got to stand up. We gotta be strong, we gotta be courageous. Listen, I, man, I got a lot of messages rolling around in my heart and my head. But guess what? When I was in school, now listen, don't be don't be faint-hearted with me this morning. Boys went to the boys' bathroom. And girls went to the girls' bathroom. Listen, if you'd have given a bunch of these players out here the opportunity to go in the girls' dressing room, they would have done it just to see the girls, not because they felt like they were a girl. I mean, what are we doing? You want to know why all this stuff is going around? Because we have been silent long, far too long. We got to exercise some strength and some courage, some holy conviction from the Word of God. Man, I'm getting fired up. Look at Ephesians 6. I told you we were going to just go there, but look back there at verse number 10 one more time. Because the Apostle Paul says, Be strong, be strong in who he says be strong in the Lord and in the power of of his might, the strength and courage that God is talking to Joshua about in Joshua chapter 1 is not Joshua's strength. He's talking about his strength that the apostle Paul was talking about in Ephesians chapter 6. He says, Joshua, you need to be strong and you need to be courageous and I know that you can do it because I've seen you exercise it before when they sent you into the land and so I'm asking you 40 years later to get strong again, Joshua. And you know what he's saying to the church of God? He's saying, I need you to be strong again. You need to be courageous again. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. And we can only do what we do because of him if we're connected to him. You're not going to have strength if you're not connected to the Savior. Oh, my friends. Think about that hymn. I printed a copy of it. Listen to these lyrics. Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages, let his praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. Doubt and fear have assailed long enough. 2020 has put more doubt and more fear into God, uh, God's children than anything I've ever seen in my life. It says here, standing on the promises that cannot fail, when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word, I shall prevail Standing on the promises of God. Here's another one. Standing on the promises that cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Is Jesus your all in all? Because if he is, you and I can stand on his promises. Amen? No matter whether it was Noah, Abraham, Moses, Ruth, we could throw her in there. We could throw, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. The promises of God continue to be a common thread with God. And we can either stand on His promises or we can fall like the children of Israel did for 40 years in unbelief. I'm begging you, stand on the promises of God. Moses, I think about it, it's crazy. Moses was used to lead the children of Israel away from danger, right? Right? He he was used to move them away from hostility and danger. And here we have in Joshua chapter 1, God is going to use Joshua to send him towards danger. Listen, Joshua had been in the land. He knew what was there. He knew that the battles were going to come up. He knew that the children of Anak were still there. He knew that the Hittites and the Jebusites and and all the Ite families were there. But he was trusting God. Oh, listen, in verse number 5, God promises victory. Look at it. There shall not be any man to stand before thee in the days of thy life. He's promising victory. He's promising his presence and his power and his faithfulness. And in verse number 6, look, he says, Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance of the land which I swear unto their fathers. He says, listen, I'm promising you absolute victory. If God could promise Joshua absolute victory, can he promise you victory? But guess what? The key is you got to be strong in the Lord you got to exercise faith. We've got to exercise faith. See, I'm just a believer. Whatever God says, that's what he's going to do. In Numbers 23 and verse number 19, the Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it, and shall he not do it? Shall he not make it good? Yes, whatever God says, he's going to do exactly what he says he would do. Think about in Paul's greeting to Titus over in Titus 1-2, Paul reminds him that God, the God who cannot lie, he promised eternal life before the world began. If you're a child of God today, you you need not fear anything. See, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm still trying to figure out what heaven we're afraid of. Because soon and very soon, every one of us are going to see the king. Whether you're 40. Do you know I lost my birth mom when she was 40 years of age? Whether you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 fold. Listen, soon and very soon. And you think that's a long time, but it's like this compared to eternity. We're going to go see the king. Now, am I advocating being stupid? No. You got to be smart. Take steps to protect yourself and be smart. But there's no need to walk around in fear. Oh, listen, I'm connected to the Savior of the world. I'm connected to Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. And as I said, there's no need to fear Delta if I'm connected to the Alpha and Omega because Delta's just one along the way. I told you last week, Echo's coming soon, Foxtrot and on and on. For those who still ask, do you know that the Lord still offers forgiveness of sin? The Lord still offers victory. He still offers victory for every enemy we face. In fact, 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Listen, the world, the flesh, and the devil are no match when you and I walk in the Spirit and in the strength of God. No match. uh, Listen, we're no match for the devil, but when we're connected to Jesus, they're no match for him. Oh, listen, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 56 and 7, the Bible says, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of, of sin is the law. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, he still gives us victory. He still keeps his promises I think about what the Bible says in Romans chapter 4. It reminds us how Abraham, it says, he staggered not, notice these words, it says he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, now watch it, he says, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and here's verse 21, it's amazing, look what it says, and being fully persuaded that what he, what God had promised He, or God, was able also to perform. Are you fully persuaded? I hope you're fully persuaded. See, it's crazy to me that we'll trust God for forgiveness. We'll trust God for the eternal destination of our soul. But we won't trust God to walk across the street. We won't trust God to to do whatever. Whatever it is. Fill in the blank. Sometimes we we lack this ability to trust God. Oh, listen, if we're fully persuaded and convinced that our God is going to do what he says he will do, listen, we can be strong. Hey, I got good news for you. Our God is um, omnipotent. That means he's all powerful. He's got the power. You ever heard that song? A lot of people say, I got the power. No, you ain't got no power. He's got all the power. He's not only omnipotent, he's omniscient, he's all-knowing. But however, when I look in Joshua and other passages of Scripture, probably the greatest promise God gave to him and all the believers at that time, aside from his promise to forgive sin and this this, uh, covenant relationship that he had established with the children of Israel, the greatest promise that he gave them at that time was his presence. Do you know if you've trusted Jesus Christ, you have him present with you? You have the Holy Spirit of God residing inside of you. Listen, it's important how we live. Jesus didn't die so that we could walk in a way that's not pleasing to Him. Listen, He wants us. He wants us to have the victory in everything that we do. Look at verse 5 of chapter 1. See again, the promise here says, As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. The psalmist David wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Oh, listen. When you're connected to the good shepherd, the great shepherd of our souls, there's no need to fear. Hebrews 13 and verse number 5 says these words. If you guys could put it up. Yeah, it says, Let your conversation That means your conduct or your manner of life. It says, let it be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now that word never is pretty important because it's actually a double negative. And what Jesus is saying, for he, speaking of Jesus, what he said is I will never, I will not at all, I will not anymore, I will by no means, I will neither, never, no, in no case, or ever, 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 Leave you or forsake you. That's good. Oh yes, we can be strong by standing on the promises of God. We can also be strong by staying focused on, obedient to the Word of God. Look at verse 8. This is very quick here. God promises His protection, His provision, and His his, uh, presence to Joshua. And then look at verse number 8. He tells Joshua, here's your job. Your job is to meditate on my word. Your job is to obey my word. Look what he says. He says, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is then therein. Now look, see there's a colon there. So we ask the question, Why? So why does God tell Joshua to meditate? Why does God tell Joshua to observe to do all that is uh, written according to his word? Well, notice it's right here. It says, for then, when you meditate on my word and you observe my word and you uh, set out to do all that's uh, said in my word, this is what it says. It says, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. You want to be prosperous? You want to have good success? You need to meditate on the Word of God. You need to be observing to do what God says in His Word. By the way, this is not a prosperity gospel passage. This is not a prosperity gospel passage. Look at verse 8. You see what's taking place when God says, For them thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. He's referencing to Joshua the battles that lay ahead. Joshua already knew what was in the land of Canaan. But God says, Hey, listen. I know you know, Joshua, I know you know there's going to be some battles coming your way. And so what I want to tell you to do is keep meditating on my word. Keep observing to do what I've told you to do in my word. And then your way, your course, will be made prosperous. Then you'll have good success. And so what the scripture is saying is, listen, God has a way, right? Right? He's got a way, he's got a plan for each and every one of our lives and he says meditate on my word, observe to do what my word says and then your way is going to be prosperous. Then you're going to have good success because if you're following my word, you're going to be following my will. Pretty easy when we really get down to it. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse number 3, the Bible says this, That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Listen, the only reason my mind, your mind, or anyone's mind is going to be stayed and focused on the Lord is because we love him and because we trust him. Do you trust Jesus today? See, because verse 4, if you keep reading in Isaiah 26, verse 4 says this, it goes on and it says, Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. As we focus, as we trust in the Lord, we're strengthened. You're going to be strengthened to face the rigors of life. Anybody faced some rigors lately? Moms and dads, just figuring out what you're going to do with your kids for school is a rigor of life. You can trust the Lord. Proverbs fourteen twenty six. The Bible says, in the fear or the reverence of the Lord is strong confidence and His children shall have a place of refuge, talking about a place of shelter or hope. And I just put in my notes, since God's Word is a lamp under our feet and a light on our path, we would do well to obey Him. If we really believe that God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light under our path, then why would we not want to obey what thus saith the Lord? Oh, yes, when we seek Him, when we trust Him, when we obey Him first, it truly removes all the guesswork out of a lot of things. You know, I've tried to be smart in my life, and my wife told me to quit trying to be smart. She said, it ain't working for you. (laughs) Do you know what seems to work for me? When I follow what God has to say. Anybody here, aside from me, made some bad decisions in life? Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little hands, what you do. Anybody made some poor choices in life? See, because a lot of times we make those choices based on what we think. Instead of what God thinks. See, when we seek Him, when we trust Him, when we follow His Word, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of life. Proverbs 18 and verse number 10, the Bible says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous runneth into it and is safe. Listen, when you and I face life's battles of persecution and temptation and affliction, we can be strengthened knowing that in Christ Jesus, He's a strong tower for us. Amen? But notice the last part of the verse. Guys, if you can throw that verse back up one last time. It says, The righteous run into it and safe. The point is, you got a choice. Says the righteous run into it and are safe. Question is, are we run into it? It's a strong tower. Why wouldn't we run to it? Well, the reality is if God and his word are a priority in our life, we can expect to be strengthened. But if God and his word are not a priority in our life, there's no hope, no reason to be strengthened. Oh, listen, we must be strong by staying focused on and obedient to the word of God. And lastly, I close. We can be strong by stepping out in faith to the will of God. This is exactly what Joshua does. I didn't read it on purpose. But look with me in verse number 10. Look at verse number 10. After God tells him three times, be strong and be courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous, right? Look at verse 10. It says, then, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the host and command the people saying, prepare you victuals. For within three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord God giveth you to possess. Listen, it's been said, he who believes is strong and he who doubts is weak. And God tells Joshua, he says, guess what? Moses is dead. You're the leader now, Joshua. It's your turn. And here's what I'm telling you. I know you were strong and I know you were courageous 40 years ago. We have no commentary, by the way, of why God says uh, to be strong and courageous again and again and again. But there's obviously evidence that Joshua needed this reminder, just like you and I need the reminder. He says, listen, I know you've been strong and courageous, but you have a choice. You can either believe me, enough of this foolishness out in the wilderness, enough of this 40 years of hanging out, in unbelief. Enough of this 40 years of walking around in fear. It's time, Joshua. It's time to get the people of God moving again. And listen, Battlefield, it's time to get moving again. Amen? It's time to go into the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in. And here's what I see in Scripture. Joshua believed what God had said to him, and his belief was followed immediately by action. He immediately, look at verse uh, number uh, 10, he commands the officers of the people. He immediately gathers all the commanders and says, guess what? Tell the people to get the food ready. It's time to get ready to move out. Pack up their tent. It's time to roll. We've been out here long enough. Can you imagine I would imagine that after 40 years, it's a little bit more than a tent city. I'd imagine they'd built up a some, some, some little bit of defenses around them. I'd imagine that they'd set up shop a little bit. I'd imagine that people had gotten a little bit complacent. They had probably figured, this is, this is our lot in life. And Joshua said, oh no. God says it's time to go in and to possess our possessions Oh, listen, here's the thing. The land of Canaan, the land of Canaan was already Israel. Israel's God had already given it to him, He had already deeded it to him, but Israel still had to actually go in and possess it. And the same thing is true with us. Listen, if you're here this morning, you're watching online, and you say, Pastor, man, good stuff, be strong in the Lord, but I don't even know the Lord, I'm not a Christian yet. I'm just checking this out. I'm trying to figure out why you're so excited about the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, listen, if you've never trusted Christ, just like the children of Israel had to go in and possess it, you have to possess that amazing grace of God. It's yours for the claiming. It's ours for the claiming. But just like Israel, we must claim it through our repentance, through our belief, and through our faith. And if you're here today and you've never trusted Christ, I'm begging you, claim it. It's there for the taking. You can be saved today. You can call out upon the name of the Lord for the forgiveness of sins. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.8, it says, For by grace are you saved through what? Faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. In Romans chapter 10, in verse number 9, the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And verse 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Oh, my friends, if you've never trusted Jesus, you can trust Him today. It's the first step of gaining that strength in the Lord, and it's, it's the strength that only He can provide. But if you're here today, and you say, Pastor, I'm already a believer. I'm already a follower of Christ. Can I tell you that God wants you to be strong as well? But watch this. He's not the author of confusion. Watch this. God wants you to be strong, sir. Ma'am, young person, He wants you to be strong. But He's not the author of confusion. Right? You say, what are you talking about? Well, I put down here, we cannot walk in the flesh and in the Spirit at the same time and expect to be strong. Hello. You can't walk... Uh, fulfilling the desires and the lust of the flesh and expect to be strong spiritually. It ain't going to happen. You cannot walk. This one's going to rub the fur the wrong way. Just turn that cat around. You cannot walk in fear and faith at the same time and expect to be strong. You cannot do it. By the way, let me just remind you, the Bible says without faith, it's what? Impossible To please God. We can't walk in faith and fear at the same time and expect that we're going to be strengthened to go into all the world and preach the gospel, that we're going to be strengthened to go into our school, our workplace, or the grocery store, or anywhere else. It just ain't going to work. And by the way, here's another one. You can't walk in darkness and light at the same time. You can't be, listen, John chapter 3 and verse number 19 says that men were lovers of darkness more than light. Listen, Jesus Christ is the light of the world. You cannot walk in the truth of Jesus Christ while hanging out in the darkness doing all kind of crazy things. And I won't even get into all a list of things. And expect to be strong. You see, we're either going to choose to stand on the promises of God. We're going to choose to be focused on, obedient to the Word of God. And we're going to be willing to step out in faith to the will of God or we're not. But Paul said to the church at Ephesus, he says, finally, in verse number 10, Ephesians chapter 6, he says, finally, my brethren, here it is, I'm wrapping it up. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of whose might? His might. He didn't call them to be strong in their own power or their own might. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His his might. And that's my prayer and my desire for each and every one of us. If you're a child of God this morning, I beg you to know and to believe that you can be strong. We can be strong, amen? As we go from these doors, we can be strong. If you're here and you've never trusted Christ, I've already given you more than enough evidence that says that Jesus is who he says he is. All you need to do is call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says and thou shalt be saved. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the opportunity we've had to meet this morning. God, I thank you for your word and this message, God, that you provided in such a timely way this week. Lord, I pray that as we enter to to a time of invitation, that our hearts might be directed upward, that we might not be focused on what we're gonna eat just yet, but that we might be focused on the decisions that we need to make internally in our own hearts and our own lives, Lord, I pray that we'll be strong. God, that we'll look to your promises each and every day. God, that we'll be focused on, that we'll we'll purpose in our heart to be obedient to what you have to say. And Lord, we'll be willing to exercise faith. We know that without faith, it's impossible to please you. So God, help us to be strong. To be strong in you. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like more information about our ministry, check out our website at battlefieldbaptist.org or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.